The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. Good morning. Here are your KXAN Thursday morning headlines. Austin has reached an agreement with the Austin Police Association for a new contract, and that includes a progressive police oversight provision, as well as creating a stable environment for police officers. This morning, Austin City Manager and the Police Chief are going to make the official announcement at City Hall. Southwest Airlines is expected to testify before a Senate panel today. Written testimony shows the Chief Operating Officer, Andrew Watterson, will apologize for December's flight cancellations. Watterson is also expected to say that the airline did not have enough winter operational resilience. New overnight, the Phoenix Suns acquiring 13-time All-Star Kevin Durant from the Brooklyn Nets. The 34-year-old averages nearly 30 points per game this season. Phoenix has never won an NBA championship. The Suns made the finals two seasons ago, but lost to the Milwaukee Bucks in six games. It'll be fun to see him play. Austin Energy is very close to restoring power to all customers. Right now, there are about 140 active outages, affecting about 300 customers. Good morning, I'm Tom Miller. I'm Sally Ethnandis. If you've been frustrated with Austin's response to the ice storm, you are not alone. And you could get some answers later on today. The weather event left a trail of fallen tree limbs all over and power lines down, causing outages for days. And it has many, including city leaders, questioning the city's response and preparedness. And that's why they plan to look at the city manager Spencer Cronk and if he is doing his job. Last week he said there was a lack of management in the ice storm, but he says he plans to continue to focus on helping people get back to normal. I serve at the pleasure of this new mayor and council and I'll be having that conversation with them on Thursday. You know, I'm here to really make sure that we are responding directly to this winter weather event. And so that's been my sole focus. Just a few months ago, City Council voted to give Kronk a roughly $38,000 raise. Since then, Austin has elected four new council members and not all agree with that decision. First warning weather with meteorologist Kristen Curry. Good Thursday morning. We begin with a look at our radar. Much different than what we had 24 hours ago. We are completely dry from Mason County to Fayette County. Nothing out there but clear skies. Our Whittlesey Landscape Supplies weather camera there in Round Rock showing us a nice view of 35. There could be a couple little spots of fog, especially those areas who did see some heavy rain yesterday. But in general, we're seeing a good amount of sunshine today, much more than what we saw yesterday. Temperatures are cold, though. We are in the 30s and 40s walking out the door this morning. 45 degrees in Georgetown, 42 in Austin. We've got temperatures in the 30s out west, 32 degrees in both Llano and Fredericksburg. So it's a freezing start in the hill country. Most of us even cooler than what we had yesterday at this time. Down by a good 5 to about five, uh, 15 degrees. Excuse me. Temperatures, though, will rebound nicely. I mean, once we get past this morning chill, this afternoon looks beautiful. Sunshine in 60s for your lunch hour. Then we're on our way to a forecast high. 73 degrees today. As far as the headlines go, believe it or not, we've got our next cold front coming in tonight. So not a whole lot of time to recover from the last cold front we had just about 24 hours ago. We are watching the winds closely, though, with this cold front. It's dry, so we don't have to worry about the rain, but I think the winds are going to get us. Then we've got some cooler weather on the backside, and that will impact your weekend. I'll fill you in all those details coming up in about 10 to 15 minutes. Let's get a check now on traffic with Erica. And thanks for and we are actually following some breaking news from overnight. An 18-wheeler fire shutting down parts of I-35 
right at William Cannon Drive, you're looking at video uh, firefighters putting out those flames on the 18-wheeler earlier this morning. So there are still lane closures as they work to then move it off the main lanes of I-35. So this is something to factor into your early morning commute if you are an early morning commuter. I'm not sure as of right now how long these lanes will stay closed, but it is absolutely something I want you to think about if you are about to leave your house. And then obviously over the next 30 minutes, hour, two hours, I'll let you know if this stays in place, if it takes a while to get it towed out. But again, northbound 35, right near William Cannon, two lanes closed because of that 18-wheeler fire. The drive time currently sitting at 32 minutes. Obviously, it's early at 434. Uh, so we're not going to see those widespread delays quite yet, but it definitely has the potential to become that, Tom. Thank you, Erica. As Austin Energy continues working to restore power, all customers will see an increase in their bills. A base rate hike takes effect starting next month. This is something the city council did approve late last year, and it's going to be actually a second increase that you're going to see on your bill in the next few months. KXAN's Tahada Rahman talked to Austin Energy about where is your money going? This new city resource center is a blessing for Cynthia Allen Williams after the ice storm. They gave us food, which we needed, especially from the winter storm, all the stores being not being stocked up. She's one of thousands who has power again, thanks to Austin Energy crews. The utility says its upcoming base rate hike will pay for things like employees and equipment. So it's the cost of owning and operating Austin Energy. Utility spokesperson Matt Mitchell says next month's increase will add nearly $30 million to their budget, which will also help pay for recovery from this ice storm. So those include things like tree trimming, bucket trucks, labor, poles, transformers, uh, conductor and contractuals such as mutual aid. He says part of the money will also be reinvested into infrastructure. Any preventative measures that could be put in place to lessen the impacts of a storm like this in the future will be addressed in the after action report. Even so, for neighbors like Alan Williams, another hike in her energy bill is another challenge she doesn't want to face. The increase hurt a lot. Being able to keep the electricity on as is without a storm is hard. Tahira Rahman, KXAN News. Okay, so Austin Energy says the federal government may reimburse some of the recovery costs that we saw from the ice storm. It's a long process. <laughs> it is uh, going to be potentially years. Keep this in mind. The city is still waiting for money back from the February 21 storm. Utility says it's part of why this rate hike is needed. Breaking down how much that rate increase is going to cost you over time. Customer charge will go from $10 a month to $13 a month starting next month. It'll bump to $14 a month in 2024, $15 a month in 2025, but no higher than that. Coming up, how a $90 million lawsuit is affecting Austin's airport and the expansion there. Good morning, a live look up from Round Rock from our Whittlesea Landscape Supply Camera. You can see a slight breeze in the air. Traffic relatively minor in this area at this hour. We appreciate you being here with us on KXAN News today. 
As Austin gears up for an airport expansion, it is out $90 million. That is how much it lost in a lawsuit brought by the South Terminal operators. The private company running the terminal Lone Star Airport Holdings fired back with a lawsuit against the city for breaking its 40-year contract. Originally, the city offered just under $2 million for the property. Now, a Travis County probate court found $90 million is more suitable to cover the total amount of damages incurred by Lone Star. The airport's 2040 master plan will expand the Barbara Jordan Terminal and build a new concourse. There will be a hearing in Washington today about China's suspected surveillance balloon. U.S. Secretary of State says the U.S. was not the only target here. Secretary Antony Blinken says China's military also spying on more than 40 countries. The U.S. shot down that balloon last weekend. Insurance experts weighing in on the winter storm we just went through and what they say you should do to better prepare for the next potential disaster. And we are hearing that the city of Austin has finally reached an agreement with the Austin Police Association. What changes and how it's going to work out. UT women in Texas Tech, second time around. Horns looking for a little revenge against the Lady Raiders. I've got more on that coming up. This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to ShelfGenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. Good morning. Hope you're having a nice start to your Thursday morning as we take a live look outside along I-35. Things are flowing smoothly. The roadway lit up there. We appreciate you being here with us on KXA News today. After two historic winter storms within two years, some are now asking how to better prepare for the next one. Insurance experts say it's it's a good time to re-examine your car insurance, also your home insurance policy. You bet. KXA's Brianna Hollis spoke with someone who still didn't have power at the time of her story. Hopefully they get it on. They have it to this morning, but yesterday they didn't have power and they're still having trouble getting help. This tree fell on our shed. It's busted. It's cold. It's pretty. It's just miserable. Alyssa Onyx and yeah. her Northwest Austin neighbors on Shady Oaks Drive are still in the dark. Nerves, fears. She says she struggled getting help from insurance as she waits for the power to come back. On top of everything else, it has just been very, very dire and straining. Insurance experts say for certain compensation, like reimbursement for hotel stays, the damage to your home has to be significant. I'm not aware of any policy that does it just because your power is out. It's generally associated with something else happening to your home that makes it unlivable. While it's too late to adjust your home insurance policy to get you more returns from last week's storm, the Insurance Council of Texas says there are things you can do to put yourself in a better position next time. Now that we've gone through this and we know that this can happen, Happen, make a home inventory. They say the best way to do that is taking a 360 video of every room in your house. When it comes to car insurance, while it's not state law to have comprehensive coverage, the insurance council says people who didn't were out of luck if tree limbs fell on their vehicles. If you hit the tree, it's your collision. If the tree hits you, it's your comprehensive. While Onyx isn't quite getting the help she hoped for through insurance, she hopes her light at least flip back on soon. The darkness is it's getting old. Brianna Hollis, KXAN News. Well, the Texas Insurance Council also recommends looking at your deductibles for home and car insurance and make sure that you can pay that amount in full 
if you encounter a worst case scenario with future storm damage. Taking a closer look, weather disasters are becoming more expensive across the country with the National Centers for Environmental Information ranking 2022 in third place for the costliest year with cumulative losses adding up to 160 billion. That included 18 weather disasters. The average is around eight per year. An influential woman now has her portrait hanging alongside other historic figures in the state Senate. The Senate added this new photo yesterday. Opal Lee, known as the grandmother of Juneteenth. That's the holiday that recognizes the day Texas slaves learned about the Emancipation Proclamation. She's 96 and played a fundamental role in getting Juneteenth recognized as a federal holiday. Portrait hasn't been added to the Senate gallery in more than 40 years until now. I was so happy and so humble. I wanted to do a holy dance, but the kids say I'm twerking when I did. <laughs> Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick suggested her portrait be created and hung. State Senator Royce West also helping see the process through. He says portraits should reflect all Texans. State Senate voted unanimously in support of the new portrait and well-deserved. What an icon. Yeah. What a legend. Just a, a queen in every, mm -hmm. in every way. And what a character, too. Yeah. When your holy dance becomes the twerk of the 2023. <laughs> oh, man. Very well-deserved. I love it. Let me show you what's going on with your forecast. We begin with a look at statewide radar because this storm that brought us some of that rain yesterday, well, it's out of here. And we've got dry skies on the backside of it. Currently sitting at 42 degrees, our winds are calm, humidity about 9 to 6%. Temperatures area-wide, it's cold out there. Down to freezing in Atlanta and Fredericksburg, 45, Georgetown, 41, and Bastrop, 39 in Lockhart. Everybody on the chilly side to start, but I'll tell you what, this afternoon will be so nice. This is the kind of day where you want to sit outside at lunch, maybe walk to the bus stop to pick up the kids. 73 degrees is where we'll be this afternoon with those south-southwest winds, about 5 to 15 miles per hour. I don't think you're going to see much in our skies except for that sunshine today. Once we get into tonight though, the clouds quickly return. Watch this. Watch as we go from 10 o'clock tonight into tomorrow morning. A quick recovery in the cloud cover. Not yet buying anything in the way of rain overnight, but I do think tomorrow is going to be more of a mix of sun and clouds compared to today's blue skies. Let's talk about our cold front coming in tonight because this is largely just going to be a wind maker and it's going to drop our temperatures. We do not expect anything in the way of rain with this boundary tonight. So watch as we go into the day. You'll notice by this evening, here it comes knocking on the doorstep of the northwest, and this is going to continue to slide its way into the central Texas region as we get into tonight. This is 9 o'clock tonight. We've already got those winds kicking up out of the north, gusting 30 to 30 miles per hour. And then overnight into tomorrow morning, man, you're still noticing those winds, 25 to 30 miles per hour. So the cold front tonight's a wind maker. When can we expect the rain? Well, as I get you into the weekend, watch on Sunday, the clouds start to fill in. Monday, we've got a low chance of rain. Tuesday morning, though, and really overnight Monday into Tuesday morning is when we can expect our next opportunity for some moisture. So our seven-day forecast is low 70s and sunshine today. Cold front comes in overnight. This is going to leave us windy and cooler tomorrow in the 50s. For your weekend, we start cooler in the 50s. 50s, but by Sunday, then we start talking 60s. The rain chances we just mentioned Monday, Tuesday, largely going to be Monday night into Tuesday morning. Temperatures, though, will be warm enough to keep that rain as we're going to be in the 60s and 70s. Erica?
Hey, thanks, Kristen. Something I'm monitoring early this Thursday morning at 4.50 is this 18-wheeler fire on northbound 35 near William Cannon. Now, I've got the TxDOT camera at Taft pulled up. It's the closest one working in that whole corridor, so I'm monitoring it closely for you. It's not backing up traffic that far south yet, but obviously it absolutely has the potential to do that. We do have two lanes closed up northbound 35 because of this 18-wheeler fire. So let me give you a closer look here on the map just so you can get some perspective if that's helpful for you. Factor this into your morning. If you do drive up northbound 35 from the south, not causing heavy delays yet, but if this stays in place with any lanes closed, uh, as we enter the morning rush hour, it definitely will cause some delays. So again, 18-wheeler, they caught on fire. They're still working to clear that out. Fire Department hazmat scene is on scene still currently. So that's closing some lanes. So watch out for that. I'll keep an eye on it, though. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning, T. Texas women taking on Texas Tech. Longhorns with five straight wins. They sit alone atop the Big 12 standings. And trying to get a little revenge. They lost in Lubbock to the Lady Raiders, and last night, Shea Holly gets the start. Sonia Morris, their second leading scorer, out with an injury, and the Longhorns playing three ball. Shaley Gonzalez knocking down the corner, and then the steal and the bucket from Gonzalez. Longhorns outscore Tech 17-8 to in the first quarter, a little higher scoring in the second. Again, it's Gonzalez knocking down the three. She had 25, including 10 for 10 from the free throw line. There's Morris. They're hoping to have her back soon. Briamber Scott, played for Vic Schaefer at Mississippi State. She had 26 to lead all scores. Longhorns, though, continue to knock down the triples. Rory Harmon came into the game with four on the season. She hit three. Shea Holly knocks down the three. Longhorns extend their lead to 22 points. Harmon with her 10th assist. Tech, though, scores 32 in the fourth quarter. Texas does hang on to win. They stay in first, 19th victory. But oh, Vic Schaefer satisfied, but certainly not thrilled. Hard to win in this league. Uh, Texas Tech made it real hard. Um, you know, uh, we played pretty well for three quarters, and uh, fourth quarter is just really, uh, really, really poor. In any case, it's it's a great win for us, and um, you know, we'll just we'll take it and go on to the next one. Yeah, that's what you did this time of year. It will be TCU on Saturday at 4 o'clock. It's part of a men's-women's doubleheader. The men play West Virginia at 11. West Virginia beat Iowa State last night, so Texas still atop the Big 12 standings on the men's side alone in first place. Back to you. Thank you, Roger. More professional football players are being diagnosed with a degenerative brain disease. There's a new study that found the disease CTE in 92% of former NFL players who took part in this study. That's a condition that's associated with taking multiple hits to the head. Boston University's CTE Center says it intentionally provided this data ahead of the Super Bowl. The center's director says the NFL hasn't done anything substantial to prevent or diagnose the brain disease. The NFL did give Boston University a million dollars in 2010 to help fund its research. However, the director says she hasn't heard from the league in years. Heart attacks are becoming more common. There's a new study out there by doctors, and it shows deaths related to heart attacks have actually increased across every age group since the spring of 2020. And coming up on the Today Show this morning, inside the data from the study and what doctors now say about the correlation between 
heart disease, and COVID. One of the observations that they had, they said it was clear from the data, is that this spike in heart attack deaths clearly mirrors COVID infections, not that initial wave of COVID vaccinations. The data would strongly suggest that the timing of the spikes of heart attack associated deaths are really in timing with the surges in infection with the different uh, waves caused by the different variants and not in time with when most people receive their vaccines during the initial administration of uh, the first two doses of vaccine for most people in the United States. Again, that's on the Today Show later on today. Um, get this, a cleaning product, very popular one that you may have around your home, could have potentially dangerous bacteria in it. We're talking about nearly 5 million bottles of Fabuloso, and now they're being pulled from the shelves. This is what it looks like, super popular, right? It includes all the Fabuloso multi-purpose cleaners that were sold online, on Amazon, and in the store between December 2022 through January of this year. The company said the recall comes after it found that some bottles did not have enough preservatives added. That could lead to the risk of bacteria growing. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.